Hello everyone and welcome to the Renwick Centre podcast. Today we speak with Hazita, Best Practice Lead for Vision Services, about the importance of choosing and reading books for children who are blind or have low vision. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome again to the Renwick Centre podcast. It's great to have you with us and today we're joined by Hazita. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, So I've been working at the Royal Institute for Deaf and Blind Children for the past 30 years. Um, I started here as a new grad um, occupational therapist uh, working with children with vision and hearing impairment and additional disabilities. Um, More recently, uh, I've coordinated the early intervention service for children with vision impairment here in uh, metropolitan Sydney. And um, after that, managed the the vision ed services so from from early intervention through to school age braille and large print production and um, some of the specialist um, uh, skills specialist teams such as orthoptists and access technology consultants Um, and now i'm in a new role very exciting um, as the best practice lead in in vision so really looking at um, trying to get some consistency across um, the, the organisation in terms of how we deliver services uh, to children with vision impairment and also developing training programs and mentoring programs for, for new staff as well as staff, um, existing staff who may be taking on a bit of a different caseload and just needing a, a bit of a refresher. So um, yeah, and, and also really looking forward to working closely with um, the Renwick Centre, um, looking at how we can um, really do some research to show um, evidence-based practice. Fantastic. And it's great that you've got this this early childhood background in particular, because we really want to talk about early literacy today. And so I guess my question is a bit of a two-parter. So if you can talk to us about what early literacy skills are, and then are they the same for children who are young and, and blind? Mm. So I guess literacy in its in its more general sense is, is listening. Uh, it's reading, writing and understanding. And it really does begin right from birth um, and can continue throughout life. Uh, many of the experiences that contribute to literacy development in early childhood occur incidentally um, and repeatedly and rely on vision. Um, For a child with a significant vision impairment, they often need to have learning opportunities created for them. So everyday routines in the home, at preschool and in the the community provide meaningful opportunities uh, for young children with vision impairment to engage in experiences with different aspects of literacy. So children who are blind have less exposure to print and fewer opportunities to interact with adults in literacy-related activities. So, for example, your, your golden arches, you know, the, the bullseye um, target logo, they're all um, those early stages of being able to recognise symbols um, in our environment. But for children with vision impairment, significant vision impairment, they're not seeing those, they're not picking those up incidentally. So it's really important that we can have... Um, those sorts of uh, literacy opportunities at their fingertips um, in their immediate environment. Just like a sighted child has a range of picture books readily available to them from birth, um, we too need to um, engage children with um, who are blind um, to interact um, and explore books in a meaningful way. Okay, so when would you start introducing books to a child who's blind? Really, as early as possible. So, you know, as soon as a child can hold their head up, can sit up and, you know, sit with their their parent or their sibling um, to, you know, to start to 
um, just turn books. So even understanding what a book is, the concepts of you know pages, um, the front page, the back page, the numbers on the book. Um, so really, as soon as possible, um, introducing them. Um, early exposure to books can also promote listening and language, concept development, encourage interaction and communication with others and promote the use of hands for exploration and develop other foundation skills for Braille literacy. I imagine that these skills don't come naturally to, to families who have never had a child who was blind before and they wouldn't even know where to begin. So what are some early coaching that you would do with these yeah. families to engage them in literacy? Sure. So really it's going right back to looking at, you know, what is the, the everyday routines that um, the child and family interact um, with during the day. So it might be um, the bath time or meal time. So in bath time you might think, oh, this is, you know, a typical self-care activity um, and parents just washing the child and drying them. But in actual fact, you know, we could set it up so that in the bath there are different um, shaped objects, um, sponges of different um, thicknesses for the child to engage with, squeeze, so developing their hand skills. Um, naming, you know, learning about, you know, different boats and ducks and, you know, different noises. There could be songs, rhymes um, that um, the parent could sing while they're, you know, giving the child a bath. Um, and then um, you could create a book around bath time. So using some of the objects that the child would interact with um, or parts of the object that the child would interact with during this routine and creating a book around bath time that the child can then share um, with, with their parent and have some key words in braille on them so that they're starting to be exposed. So even as a young baby, they're not able to read braille yet, but just like a sighted child is exposed to print, um, we're exposing you know, um, a young child who's blind with braille um, at their fingertips. So I imagine those books aren't flat. I imagine they're chunky or they have pieces attached to them or glued onto them to make yeah. it more of a tactile book yeah, or so it could experiential be, book. Yeah, so it could be um, a tactile, um, a story box rather than a story book, depending on what the objects are. Um, some of them yeah, might be um, a little bit more portable so that um, it's not just an object. It may be that we use 2D um, tactile images because it's really important to expose a child to different types of tactile um, diagrams, whether that be 2D, 3D, um, yeah. So um, really just thinking about what is it that you need to incorporate in the story that's meaningful to the child that they would come into contact with during that routine and thinking about what would be the best way to introduce it to them. Is it through a tactile box, uh, a story box, sorry, um, and you might have the bits and pieces that go with the story that they can um, go through and discriminate with their hands um, or you might even have um, a card with the the name of that object and then that in the name of the object is in braille and they've got to try and find the object with that braille um, label on it so again it's you know looking at what skills you're trying to develop at sure. the time I know that for a lot of families a nice way to finish the, the day is with a story before bedtime and yeah. some families I imagine would feel like that's not something they could do with their child who's blind so do you have a suggestion should they be doing more of an audio description of what's in a book or should they have that box again of resources what do you recommend yeah. to those families? I think um, having a few different options um, so 
ideally it'd be nice. That shared book reading experience is really important to develop that relationship between... Bonded attachment. Yeah, yeah. bond and attachment between parent and um, or carer and child. So I think really nice if you can have that um, book and you could be talking about, you know, maybe the child has been to preschool or childcare that day and you could um, have some... Um, objects from their day at preschool that you could just create a story around. So you don't necessarily have to have a proper book as such, but just you know giving the child the object and um, encouraging some some retelling of what they did with that with that object. Um, and then you know down the track you could create it into a, a, a proper book for them or a story box. Sure. But, yeah. Is there somewhere that families can go to see examples of great versions of tactile books? Um, so um, there are not many books available here in Australia, unfortunately, but um, Vision Australia has the Felix Library, which um, families can um, um, borrow from. Um, we also, at RIDBC, um, if you are involved with the Early Learning Program, um, the Early Intervention Service, um, many of the resources that we bring out are highly individualised and so we would um, assist the families to make stories appropriate to their child and every now and then we'll do tactile bookmaking workshops that families can attend as well. Um, and the other thing that we do currently have too, um, if you are um, on one of our um, vision services at RIDBC um, and your child is under the age of five, we have um, a project that we have collaborated with Hyundai to um, provide four books a year for free to children on our services. Um, so if you're interested in that, just need to give RIDBC a call and we can um, put you in touch with the right person and fill out a registration form so that you know your child can start receiving those books. Fantastic. So I understand that the research tells us the children, it's just a lack of books for them to engage with that yes. is perhaps some of the causes of why their literacy is at lower levels? That is correct, yeah. Um, it's not like, you know, we've got, we can just go to any library, community library and borrow a book um, with Braille in it at, at this point. Although there are some, you know, steps towards, some progress made towards, there are a few publishers that, um, like DK publishers, um, who have started to put Braille um, in, in some books around counting. Um, so that's a start, but really, you know, we, we need to be able to um, get books in, into little children with, with vision impairment into their hands. And, you know, we know that children like to read the same book over and over, so we really need to ensure that um, our, our children can, our children with vision impairment can have access to a variety of different books that, you know, engage them, um, that meet their interests and, yeah, and, and encourage them to read with, with their family members and, and their peers. Sure. Yeah. And do you have any final thoughts about that you would want to tell a family who has this new little child, new baby with vision loss about literacy? Um, I guess just, you know, really don't, don't um, stop reading to them. Like it's really important to look at, you know, available books out there have a think about what the story is, look at the pictures and, you know, if the story doesn't rely on the pictures, then you can certainly read that, that story to the child and maybe think about what objects you could use to supplement, you know, the concepts in that story. Um, so really 
um, trying to find books that are around routines. Um, there's many books around bath time, going to preschool, even things like going to the dentist and going to the doctor um, to help them understand what's involved in that experience. And, and, by, and any rhyming books are really good too so that they start to understand the different sounds of letters. Um, and you know rhymes can also help them to anticipate what's about to happen so really nice to try and get the child to start telling the story back to you as well that's yeah fantastic thank you so much for all of that information I know there's gonna be a lot of families that find that really helpful and a lot of educators and support personnel too so thanks yeah. so much for your time Harzita if you are someone who's interested in learning about Braille we have the free UEB online courses which is an opportunity to use just your home computer and keyboard to learn Braille and that might be something worth exploring so we encourage you to do that too but for now thanks so much for your time and we will talk to you next time thank you a huge thank you to Harzita for taking the time to speak with us today if you'd like to know more about learning UEB Braille online, be sure to visit the website ueb-online.org.